This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 67. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thank you for being here today, everybody. There are a lot of parents out there who would love to spend more time with their children, but they're stuck at work all day long. I feel you guys. That's me too. (laughs) And on the opposite end of the coin, there are a lot of stay-at-home parents that really want to be making some solid income to help their families thrive. My guest today has found a way to do both. Kat Alford is not only the mother of twins, but she runs a successful media company from the comfort of her home. In 2017, she surpassed $100,000 in her business for the first time. Can you imagine that? $100,000 income while still getting to be at home with the kids. How the heck did she do that? <laughs> well, we're going to we're going to review that today. By the way, this interview is a little different from others. I actually had the pleasure of having Kat and her family over at the Hill House as we're both Metro Detroiters. We had some pizza, some afternoon cocktails, and the kids ran around the house like uh, crazy people while we were recording. So thank you to Nicole and Jonathan for watching the kids during our interview. Fair warning, everybody. There is some slight kid noise that will be in the background. Um, it's actually quite apropos because it's the reality of working from home. <laughs> After our time with Kat, we're going to be highlighting another Money Master of the Week. But first up, let's get inspired by entrepreneur, mother, and personal finance expert, Kat Alford. How's it going, Kat? It's going well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. And, Where are we? And by, and by being there today, everybody, we literally mean Andy's house. Togetherness. <laughs> We are both Detroit-based. That's right. So yes. Yeah, so we get to record in person. Absolutely. So normally when I do these interviews, everybody, I have the opportunity to work on beautiful technology like Skype and I connect <laughs> with people and that's how we talk. But yeah. today I'm in person with Kat it's and the real um, deal, guys. we're here in Metro Detroit and we've connected over the past six months now. Yeah. yeah. And um, I noticed on Facebook you lived by me and I was like, hi, be my friend. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> we're both bloggers. We both <laughs> blog about money. Should be friends. Absolutely, absolutely. So I wanted to invite Cat over and uh, have some pizza and have our kids run around. And if you all hear the some thump. <laughs> some noise, it's the reality of being a parent. We who, have three three-year-olds upstairs. That's right, three three-year-olds and a five-year-old. <laughs> It's the reality of owning a business with kids. And that's really the theme of the show today, everybody. So, uh, Kat, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your family that's uh, jumping up and down upstairs? (laughs) That's that's messing up your house as we speak. (laughs) Uh, Sure. Well, my name is Kat Alford. I have been a blogger for seven years now. And I make money from writing and blogging. It's... It's been a journey. It's been a process. I have a lot of different income streams that we'll talk about today. But I basically got started. I was in graduate school. I went to graduate school for Civil War history, completely unrelated to what I do today. And graduate school was difficult. And the the books were, were hard to read. And the writing was technical and at times boring. And I really wanted a creative outlet. I've always been a really creative person. And so I started a blog on the side. I 
I blogged about how I was somehow living on my $14,000 a year graduate school stipend, all my little adventures going to the thrift store and finding things for my little apartment. And, and basically, that's just that's how it started. And it grew from there. It's followed me through getting married, um, living out of the country for three years, getting pregnant with my twins. And and yeah, so it was a very humble little beginnings that's now grown into a, a full-fledged digital marketing business. That's incredible. And and you and I, we've known each other for just a little while now, yeah. but um, being being friends, I'm on Facebook with you and I saw a great announcement that you were able to share as part of your community um, just in the last couple of weeks. So can you tell everybody what your announcement was this year? Yeah, so I had a... $100,000 a year in business, my seventh year in business. I've always, like, I've hovered around it. I've gotten really close the last couple of years, but this is, like, real true going over the six-figure mark. And and it's great because I did it from home, yeah. you know, while, while watching my kids. I've been home with my kids every single day. Of course, had babysitters and help and outsource is necessary, but um, that was my, my main goal, and I didn't work one 40 hour week the whole year. So I'm really excited about it. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank I'm so you. happy for you. That's, and that's a big deal for you too, because yeah. you know, when you started off, you said, you know, you're doing this graduate stipend yeah, and you were 14,000 bucks and you know, <laughs> last a month or two now right. with kids and life. So, right. And now, now you're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's, that's, that's right. incredible. Very cool. And obviously that's just this year. So yeah. as we head into 2018, by the time the show comes out in yes. 2018, uh, you're going to be well on your way to uh, to doing to doing even more than that. So we're really excited for you. Can, can you, you tell people, you just talked about it a little bit, you're yeah. working at home, you're still yeah. able to be with your kids yes. and, you know, carry on a... a a regular life as everybody has quote yes, unquote, quote unquote. <laughs> right whatever whatever we have is regular sure. lives now how did you make one hundred thousand dollars a year not not uh, the process but what what income streams did you have in order to do that sure well my biggest income stream is freelance writing a lot of people when i meet them or they they know about me and my work they think it's from the blog but it's actually the blog sort of serves as the, as the portfolio to get freelance writing jobs freelance writing jobs they started off um being very low paying but um, they sort of turned into um, large brand partnerships. Mm -hmm. And so this past year, uh, probably about 60 to 70% of my income were from these brand partnerships, which actually now include a lot of video work. So um, different blog campaigns, we'll do 10 videos and 10 blog posts for one brand or one sponsored post and one video for another brand. And those are typically pretty high earning. But there's also, I have a, a course to teach other people how to um, get paid by writing for different blogs. So the course brings in some income. There's some affiliate income, sponsored posts, little bit of here, a little bit of there. Somehow it all adds up to something by the end of the year. Somehow. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. Very cool. So you've made connections and, cr and created partnerships mm -hmm. together with people um, throughout your seven years yes. doing this. That's incredible. Yes. And while you've been doing that, uh, you found the individual streams that work best for you right. and that make you most happy and also support your family and your curtain situation. Sure. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, I did um, one speaking gig this year and it was it was good. You know, it was $1,500 to speak for 45 minutes, which is like insane, right? But I can't do that all the time because kids, life, family, but I have other colleagues and friends in our industry that they do, they'll do that two and three times a month and it's one of their largest streams of income. So, you know, over time, the business might change, but at least for right now, 
it's mostly writing. That's like, incredible. Some other stuff thrown in. There. Well, you've you've designed it around your life right. to fit your current situation, right. and it helps support your family in where you are. So, congratulations. That's Thank incredible. You. you know, so people are are thinking right now. You and I were joking before we started yeah. recording. What's the thing you Google at home, being like, "How do I make yeah. money from home?" It's like, right. okay, well, right. how that's clickbaity. Can we be about exactly? This? So this is the most clickbait interview we could ever put. That's I think right. I'll probably call it "How to Make a Hundred Thousand Dollars Working from Home." <laughs> Great. But so let's let's. Let's, you know, step back a little yeah. bit. We started to talk about when you were starting to write mm-hmm. in college. Um, is that is that right? You started to write in college about what you were doing? Oh, no, graduate school, yeah, you said. School. So, mm-hmm. so take us back to that point in your life. Why, why did you decide to start writing about that? Because you just wanted a creative outlet or how did that all how did that all begin? I've always been an avid writer. In fact, the photographer for my wedding who had been taking my pictures since I was a kid, he he told me, he's like, you know, I always knew you were going to write. He's like, you were kind of a weird kid. Like yeah. a lot of kids would come and I guess they'd have Game Boys at the time. They'd play with the Game Boys while waiting to take their pictures. But you were always writing something. You had a notebook, you were journaling. And I did like I, I wrote a book called like The Talking Road when I was like eight or nine. Like it's always been my, my number one thing. So it's kind of makes sense that I did sort of a liberal arts college and mm-hmm. grad school, but I just needed something else. Like it wasn't, it was like going to work was graduate school's work and teaching and doing all the super intense, like history theory. And I just wanted something a little bit more lighthearted and fun. And I don't know, instead of going to yoga or like going for a run, I'm like, let me just write some more about something else. And that's just kind of me. That's my personality. So that's how it started. That's great. And then when you were doing that, did you Mm -hmm. say, hey, I'm going to do this in order to make money? Or are you doing this for instead of going to yoga? Is this a hobby? Or what did you think? And I knew at that time that bloggers were making an income because like I said, I'm kind of a creative. I was following a few blogs at the time, early blogs, right? So blogs have been around. I mean, probably the oldest ones, like what, 12, 13 years old. Maybe there's a lot of 10 year old blogs. And I, I had seen this one family, the blog, Young House Love, they're still bloggers. And she had her first child and I wasn't even married yet, but she had her first child and she wrote a blog post about how she was not going to, she was going to work just on her blog and take care of her daughter. And I remember thinking like, how cool would it be if one day, many years from now, if I could do that? And it was always like kind of planted in my head, not really to make money, but I saw it as a viable career from their example. Um, so yeah, that's incredible. I love how you, you visioned that even back then and now you're doing it. I mean, does that make you feel really great? I guess I never thought of it like that. Yeah. I guess it sort of like made it happen that I'm very like intense and goal oriented. So that's just, that's just how I am. That's how my personality is. So like to me, if I see something that I like or something is creating a lifestyle that is appealing to me, I never think like, Oh, well that's just them. I'm like, well, why not me too? And so, yeah, that's, I, I thought that I would, you know, still work. Like I said, I was in the history field. I wanted to work in museums, but life takes its twists and turns and here we are. That's so. an incredible way to think. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I mean, you, you hear stories like this, everybody, and you yeah. can either say, wow, that's really great for her. Yeah. Or you can say, well, how can I do that? And, right. You know, we're going to get to that at the yeah. end of the show, everybody. So let's, let's keep uh, walking through a little bit how, how you're, how you progress there. Mm-hmm. So. You started the blog and you started writing, you started enjoying it. Did you then go straight from there to a nine to five job or did you just say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to give this a go? So right um, after graduate school or my last year of graduate school, I started working for the National Park Service. Okay. And so that was, you know, an extension of the Civil War history background where I gave tours and I thought that would be a great job. You know, Mm -hmm. this is something that people are park rangers until they're 80 or 90 years old. I mean, it's a really cool job. And 
I was really trying hard to, to lock that in, always thinking, well, I have the blog and this and not knowing maybe when I have kids, maybe I'll, I'll quit being a park ranger and I'll just write. But what happened was my husband got accepted to medical school in the Caribbean. And so I really had to make a choice. Like, do I want to stay here and work for the park service? Or do I want to go on this sort of adventure where we move to the Caribbean and we just go this other unknown path? This is like before it was cool to be a millennial and like Mm -hmm. travel abroad or have a laptop lifestyle. Like no one was doing that. Everyone thought we were absolutely insane. Mm. Um, But I, I did like he left for the Caribbean. I still had a semester of graduate school left. I was working for the park service. I was trying to get the full time job. This is still like right after the recession like i graduated from grad school in like 2011 so not a lot of hiring and it just i was like i'm tired of this i'm tired of being apart like we're newlyweds and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go one could only afford a one-way ticket at the time <laughs> mind you so i'm like i'm just gonna go so you both went down there and yeah. w- w- when, when did you guys get married we got married in january of 2010 so 2010. we'll be married eight years and just a few days after this recording. oh congratulations that's awesome Thanks. Eight years. i love it it's that's a long cool. time that is know? a long time <laughs> hanging yes. in there so my wife and i are at the seven years so we know yeah. who, especially with small you're kids there, you're there it's, with us. it's real they're all upstairs guys it's real <laughs> <laughs> so you move down there yeah and you decide hey i'm gonna go full at it with with blogging and trying to make this an income stream for myself. Yeah, I mean, like, along the way, I mean, I didn't just start writing about money out of nowhere. Like, I've always been good with money. I've always been, you know, mindful of it. I've always enjoyed making it. And so I hated the idea once I got down there. I'm like, this is really, you know, this is, it like, lasted, the vacation mode lasted about two weeks. And I'm like, all right, I cannot just do this every day. Like, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, I hated the idea of us being down there, my husband having these large loans from medical school and that we were sort of living off of his stipend. Like mm-hmm. I hated the idea of paying my student loans with his student loans. Like mm-hmm. it just, it didn't make any sense to me. It didn't feel right. So I really wanted a way to make money, even if it was a little bit. I, my, my first goal at the time was to make my $250 a month loan payment by myself mm-hmm. without using a loan to pay the loan. And so I just started reading, you know, how to get writing jobs, freelance writing, um, different job boards. And I got my first one for $8 a post. And uh, I actually wrote a post called How to Pop a Pimple for a Beauty Blog (laughs) for a whopping $8. I I luckily didn't have to provide photographs, but I had to do all this like (laughs) research on the right way. I mean, it's horrible, horrible. But to me, I remember telling my husband like, I think I'm a real writer now because someone actually paid me to do it. Oh, that's awesome. And I always use this example. Like, of course, now all these years later, there's these like really large payments for posts and stuff. But it started with how to pop a pimple and it was eight bucks. So you're charging more than eight bucks now. A little bit. Okay. Okay. Good. Good to know. Hey, everyone. This episode is sponsored by Student Loan Hero. Right now, we're talking with Kat about how she was able to pay down her student loans through hard work and increasing her income. Another excellent way to do this, guys, is to consolidate or refinance your student debt. Student Loan Hero is your partner to make this happen. They could save you tens of thousands of dollars and years of stressful payments just by visiting their site and clicking around and learning more. They have these great, easy-to-use calculators that help you understand how much you could be saving uh, through the refinance or consolidation process. And you could take some big jabs at those big old student loans of yours if you just go there and check it out. So go to studentloanhero.com to learn more or check out the link in the show notes of this show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 67. 
Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. Let's jump back into our conversation with six-figure entrepreneur, Kat Alford. Why not? Uh, you said Civil War. You were interested in that. Why, why didn't you start writing about Civil War instead of because, uh, personal finance? Because no one <laughs> reads about the Civil War. Like kids are dragged to the national parks by their parents. Like I mean, of, of course, like I have great respect for all my friends who are still in that in that field. But I'm just not really good blogging fodder. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, it was a blog. It's kind of how blogs started. Was like you wrote about your life, sure. and so that's when it really took off. I'd had it while I was in school, but once I started posting Caribbean pictures Mm -hmm. and we're here and my husband's in med school and we have like the goofy dog and we're, (laughs) we have thumping upstairs for the kids. Um, You guys are just going to have to deal with that today because that's really what it is. Actually, we there's actually not kids here. We just put that background music in so you know what it's like like to work from home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's Jaws. Never mind. Um... (laughs) But anyway, that's that's when the blog took off because cool. people liked reading about someone else like escaping. So putting your personal life into the story and uh, and having people experience yeah. that. So you what do you what do you mean by took off? So people, uh, how are you aware that people were interested in what you're doing because just I, by stats or visitors or yeah, how, how did that all work? Like, well, it's interesting because once I started writing, so I, I tease about the how to pop a pimple. Like that was a, <laughs> a budget beauty blog, and so I was able to write them and say, look, I've written about frugality. I've written about living on a small income. Now I'm writing about just like trying to make just $250 a month. So, you know, someone would read that and they'd come, oh, I really liked your article on so-and-so. And and, or I'd write about like student loans. I'd go off on some sort of rant about student loans. And um, someone would write me and say, oh, I really liked how you wrote about student loans. Can you write about mortgages? We have this post. We really want to reach more people. Again, this is before. It's very common now for large companies to go to influencer and bloggers as, you know, to try to find ways to connect with their audience. But that was very new back then. And so I, I would know nothing about mortgages, like, hello, like history major. I'd be like, totally, I could write about mortgages. I would love to. You know, and then it'd be like $12 a post. I'd be like, okay. And that's just kind of how it went, where people would find me, let's say, through Twitter, or the more freelance writing clients I got, the more people would see me. And people would be like, gosh, you're just everywhere. And like people would say that. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm everywhere. I just feel like I have these little writing jobs. And... They were so small. I mean, really, just small potatoes. But um, but eight dollars to twelve dollars to more yeah, and more. And so it that's kind of got yeah. to the point where you know I'd get a twenty dollar one, and then I remember I went to FinCon when I moved back um, to the states. This is our financial bloggers conference. I talked to another blogger, and she told me she was making seventy five dollars a post from one of the same clients we had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold the phone. They're paying you seventy five dollars, you know. And this is sort of like 
why it's important to be friends with other freelancers yeah. and bloggers. And so then I'm like, gosh, everyone's getting paid 75. Well, now we're like way beyond that. All of these people who are started at the same time as me are also freelance writers. But yeah, just one replaced the other, replaced the other until now you've got 14 or 15 who are all at a certain level. That's great. But That's it incredible. But it's a long time to get there. Well, yeah, so, I mean, you yeah. got to build it up. You got to build your reputation, right? Yeah, you got to build I mean, no yourself as a writer. Pay you a thousand dollars to write a post. They have no idea who you are. If you have no blog or nothing, you have to say, "Look, all these other large brands published me, trusted me with their work. This is me on Good Morning America. This is me yeah. on having, you know." And then they're like, "Oh, yeah." Oh, that's great. So when did yeah. when did you get to a point where you're like, this could be something that maybe we could live on? Well, I remember the day that the blog income surpassed like my day job income. I say day job because after I was in the Caribbean for two years, I started teaching English at the mm. university that my mm-hmm. husband uh, was going to, to the undergrad. So I was making a good like little like $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Like again, a lot to me and a lot to a lot of families yeah. all over America, right? So um, I think I was taking home like $3,000 a month or something like that. And I remember it was June of, uh, I guess I'm like saying 2016, but that's not right. <laughs> that's last year. Um, maybe like, I don't know, 2012, 2013. And I remember thinking like, hey, this could actually work. Yeah. Um, and you started to get to a point where you were then making $3,000 a, uh, a yeah. month doing doing freelance doing writing. writing. I mean, I was just writing all the time, but it was good for me because you have to remember my husband's in medical school at the time. So he's in class all day. He's studying all night. So I am a super independent person. So instead of like pining after him or like waiting for him to get home, like, well, I'm going to do something too. Like, I'm not just going to sit and watch TV. Like I'm too productive for sure. that. Um, Fold the laundry, make food. Yeah. Like that, no? I, uh, <laughs> who needs, who needs laundry and food? That's right. Know? That's right. Um, so yeah. So he would sit in our little apartment and study and I would just sit next to him and he'd read and I'd write and that's that was great. our time together. Um, things are more complicated now. Sure. Yeah. That's kids, before the kids. You know, this, right? is, this is before. So I, Someone was telling me the other day, oh, that's so great. You started it when we were in the Caribbean. You know, all of us were at the beach goofing off and you were always writing. I'm like, yeah, but you had kids. Like, it's so mm-hmm. much easier to start mm-hmm. a business without it. Not impossible. Yes. But much easier to grow faster. Well, you're proving that now, actually, as we yes. get through this conversation. Because yeah. even when you were building it, you didn't have any kids. But now you have yes. two kids. Yes, twins, right? I do. So when, when they came along, how did that mm-hmm. uh, enhance the process or complicate the process? Or how did, what did that do to the process? Yeah, so I got pregnant uh, in the Caribbean. And um, it was just, we were getting ready to leave. And um, we knew that, you know, we didn't want to have them in the Caribbean. So we were trying to, like, time it to where we got back and all this kind of stuff. And it was all great. We were super excited to be pregnant, but um, it really hit me when I found out I was having twins. Mm. I mean, it was a very epic moment um, that day. I, I wish it was like a good one, but it was just a day of just pure fear. Like my husband found me like on the floor of our shower, like sobbing. And I was saying like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I had this like nice little cute dream in my head of like having this little baby that I'd like carry around like in the little baby carrier and I would write on my laptop and we'd like do this thing where I'd write and I had this baby but like all all of that just kind of went poof because I'm like I just I I was so shocked I was not expecting it like I don't know how I'm gonna do this with the two of them Mm -hmm. um and yeah and and it kind of went on like that and uh I became self-employed you know we left the island um, January 1st, 2014 was my first month, you know, not having a little teaching paycheck, just solely relying on the blog. 
and then I had them in March. Wow. Yeah. And then at that point, your husband was in... Still in medical school. Still in medical school. So no income on his end. Mm -hmm. Still paying to go to school, still having student loans. So it was like looking back, I'm like, my chest is like getting tight talking about. It's a lot of pressure. So what what was that like? So you went went from having your day job to not having the day job Mm -hmm. to moving back to the U.S., Mm and just living on your self-employment income. What was that What was that like, those first couple of months? Yeah, it's like hard to even think back to there because it's just kind of dark. Like I went through a really bad postpartum depression after I had the kids. And so like almost like the whole first year of their life is like really dark for me. Like I'll see pictures of them and I'm like, I don't remember this day. <laughs> but I think I was just, again, I'm just super focused and kind of an intense personality that I think I was just trying to like get through it. I mean, my husband took like a vastly important board exam 10 days before I had the twins, like prematurely. And like that board exam pretty much determines like if you wanted to be a surgeon or you wanted to get a really competitive specialty, you had to do like amazingly well on it. Yeah. If you did poorly on it, you would not have your choice of the kind of physician you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So he was like studying and I was like pregnant. I was trying to like work on my blog posts and I mean, it was just like a lot. Like I think back to the time and I'm just like, wow. And I think the kids coming prematurely, you know, that was really hard for us having them in the NICU for um, two weeks. You know, all that stuff was was challenging. Um, But, you know, I just I mean, there's probably a month or two there where, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money. I lined up and this is like a testament to our FinCon community, like 50 different bloggers wrote guest posts for me during a um, sort of like self-created maternity leave. Mm-hmm. And they all turned it into me before I had the kids. And Ugh. so for like two months, like my blog kept going with posts while I was taking care of these little tiny preemie babies. Um, so that was cool. So, but you know, deadlines were missed. Like the mommy brain happened. It was like, it was like, I was like this super intense, like hardworking person who never missed a deadline, who always was on her A game to like, missing phone meetings with clients I wanted like I just had to get used to this new normal so it was definitely not a the most graceful transition but it was a transition nonetheless well having (laughs) having kids for the first time let alone twins for the first time I mean I remember having having our child and we were frantic and we didn't know what was going on but we had one yeah and I, I, I can't even imagine what you went through. And, and, and to the testament to what the network that you've yeah. built up until that point for your colleagues at that yeah. point to step in, your yeah. friends to yeah. step in and, and really help you out. That's huge. That's such a great story. That, yeah, uh, our community is very special. Like having written in a few different other niches over time, little travel here, little home design there, little this, little that. Personal finance bars are the best. Yeah. They really are. Well, you know what? I'll I'll say the same thing about you because I'm new to this whole game uh, and you've been so kind to me oh, by thanks. opening doors and helping me to understand what's out there because sure. I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. <laughs> so well, I, I appreciate you. It's my pleasure. I can tell a, like a hardworking person when I see one. I mean, I get people all the time that are like, oh, how do you do a blog or like mm-hmm. friends of friends? And you can tell someone all they want, but you can like tell when someone's like, or actually going to follow Ready. up with your advice? Yeah, being like, like oh, how do I do this? I'm not going to like, do it. Not waste my time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, so you're you're great. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. You got very a good much. thing going. Well, we're trying. We're trying, and that's what we're doing that's here today. That's why we're here today. Exactly. Exactly. Podcasting. <laughs> so you, 
this is fun. I like walking through this whole story. Yeah, you, you... I'm like, I'm, I'm probably gonna like twitch afterwards. This is great. PTSD. Well, we'll have another. We'll have another. Yeah, drink. we'll have another round. <laughs> um, so you you get to the states. Where did you guys move to the states then? At that okay, point. Okay. So and again, this is all like so complicated. It's part of your blackout but, moment. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so we had like six months in between. The first two years of med school are, are just school, right? Classes, classes, classes. Mm-hmm. The last two years of medical school are all hospital rotations. So in between the two, coming back from the Caribbean, uh, my husband was studying for this test. So we kind of camp out in Louisiana, where we're both from. Mm-hmm. This is where we have the kids and all this stuff. Well, like five weeks after the kids are born, we get like a notice, like this is your clinical placement. You guys are moving to New Jersey and 17 days and then we're like okay and we just didn't we knew that it would probably be somewhere in the northeast because this is like where his school had different partnerships with hospitals but what does that mean what's a clinical placement for so the folks like, who don't know what that is um, so the last years of medical school you're gonna go through and work at the hospital okay but you're not so really it's part of your schooling to, do to get that. paid you're in school Got so it. like you'll go through each different specialty for you know, four to six weeks, and that's how medical school school students decide mm-hmm. what kind of doctor they want to be. Okay. But again, you could fall in love with something during those clinical rotations, but if you didn't get a good score on the test that you had just taken, yep. it doesn't matter. Okay. So it's like all this like very high stake stuff. For, sure. It's not like you can go backwards and take it again. Like that decided our whole lives pretty yeah. much. Um, what he wanted to do with again with these little tiny. Absolutely. And yeah. w- w- what was he looking to study at that point? Oh, gosh, like totally opposite from what he does. What he does. OK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it doesn't. It, that's the kind of thing is you don't know what you want to do know. at Absolutely. that point. So you just have to do the best you can in hopes that what if you fall in love with something really sure. competitive? So. Yeah. What did he land in? What is he working on now? So he's an OBGYN now. OBGYN? Very yeah. cool. So he did really I'm well. asking questions that I already know. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so oh, he's an OBGYN now. <laughs> A very good surgical specialty. Very proud of him. That's very, very cool. Very yeah. cool. And then you guys um, decided to, and as part of that program, then he finishes his clinicals and then he goes into what at that Residency. point? Residency. Okay. So you do two years of clinicals and then you do this um, cross-country residency interview mm-hmm. trail where yep. you send out, I think we sent out 100 applications and... You just hope that you have more than 10 interviews. Again, yeah. all of this is like math, right? So the algorithm is like, if you have more than 10, there's a 95% chance you'll match. And mm-hmm. so you try to get that number again, home, trying to ride these little babies and flying across the country. And and we we land here. We match in Michigan, some place we've never been before. <laughs> we're just like, okay, whatever world, that's what we'll do. Again, you know, by this point, we're like moved out of the country. We've, we've hit home in Louisiana for both of us, had mm-hmm. the kids. Lived just outside of New York City for two years. That's where he got placed for clinicals. And so we're like, okay, now we're going to Michigan. That's incredible. But this is a good thing like for the blog and for any spouses out there of um, people with jobs like this. People get transferred off, members of the military, military spouses. I didn't have to go start and stop jobs and leave and try to interview again and find babysitters again at every single place we moved. I just... You know, I took my little laptop with me and the business just kept going. That's incredible. So, yeah, so we're 2017 now uh, yeah. at the time of recording 2018. By the time you guys listen to this, um, we talked about 2014, I think you said, yeah, when you moved were, to the States mm-hmm. and you were, twins repl- were born in March 2014. 2014. Then you replaced your day to day income. You said you're about 40,000 bucks at that point. Mm-hmm. You're $100,000 today. Yeah. So, you were building it yes. from those years up until that point. Mm-hmm. So, each, each year it got progressively more and more. That's incredible. So, yeah. as you were doing that, were you able to command higher rates because you were more in 
demand? Yeah, it's getting a little fancier over time. No, no. no. Um, better clients. Yeah. Um, I used, not that the original clients weren't great, but again, I started working for a lot of individual bloggers, people like me who maybe, not all bloggers like to write, like some bloggers like nerd out about the SEO and the search rankings and, you know, they like the back end or they like the coding and designing and they don't like writing, but they know they have to have the writing in order to have good rankings. And so they would hire me to write. But then it kind of got to the point where, um, I just started working with these bigger companies and like an insurance company would contact me and I'd be like, well, I'd, I'd look around, I'd do my research. I'm like, well, this insurance company is like a Fortune 500 company, so they probably will pay me more than $100 a post. Yep. And, and again, just constantly like not working in a, in a bubble, constantly talking to other writers, other bloggers, trying to understand what rates they were charging and making sure that you know, we as a group made sure that our profession was taken seriously and that it was a profession. We weren't just like a bunch of freelancers. It's almost like, like a union, isn't it? Heck yeah. <laughs> we're all commanding higher rates Except for each other. Some people were like, kick my butt in the union and do like way better than me. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just keeping that openness. And since we're money bloggers, we're comfortable talking about money. And so it works out well. And you know, there's a lot of different people. And now I'm just like, well, I have worked with that person. This mm-hmm. is the range they paid me in. Like, you're newer, you could probably ask for this or aim higher, tell them it's negotiable. And so it, it, this is a new job. Like there weren't bloggers 20 years ago, there right. weren't freelancers. So this is all of us figuring it out figuring as we go. Out. Now there's so much video, people mm-hmm. are doing a lot of video. So now it has to take one person and be like, okay, well, someone asked me to do a video, so I'm gonna charge this. And someone's like, well, let's try a little higher and see what they say. And so now a lot of people are doing video and just can, it's hard because like they're, they're competitors in one sense because someone could easily go to them and hire them to blog or mm-hmm. speak about money on video. But at the same time, we have to work together and make sure we're all taken seriously. You can't undercut someone else. That's incredible. Yeah. That's such an interesting way to speak about it because, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, I've only been doing this for a year and a half. You're one of the OGs yeah. from seven years Dinosaurs. ago. So, yeah. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Old dinosaur. <laughs> but no, you've got a lot of experience with this yeah. and you've you know, spoken to a lot of people that have uh, figured this out and yeah. you are now one of those people that have completely figured this so, out being a six-figure blogger. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's very cool. Well, yeah. I mean, let, let's, so let's yeah. help people with that today. I mean, yeah. we're talking about a lot of advice. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of parents out there that yes. are looking the same, looking for the same flexibility yes. that you've um, ascertained from working yes. from home and making six figures. It's so cool. And freelance writing mm-hmm. seems to be a great route to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have that skill, obviously. Right. If you like uh, it and enjoy it. Exactly. So if somebody were to, you know, be interested in this conversation and they're still listening at this point, what, what are the first steps that they could yeah. take to maybe start, you know, seeing if this could be something that they could do? Well, I think step one is to start your own blog, your own mm-hmm. website. I mean, that's, today's resume you would never go into a job interview without a resume Mm -hmm. you cannot go and get a writing job without having some writing okay or way past being able to email a writing sample to someone Mm -hmm. you have to have your own unique voice unique site website owners really like it if you offer to help them every time i pitch or blind pitch for a job i say like look this is who i am this is how many social followers i have I don't view this as me sending you a blog post every week. I view this as a business partnership where the more you grow, the more I grow. The more income you make, the more potential I have for more income. So as part of this business agreement, I'm going to tweet and 
you know, we have whatever over a million Pinterest views a month and all, you know, all this other, whatever the numbers are, mm-hmm. um, that matters. Yeah. And I've learned over time that you can sweeten the pot or if they come back with a number you don't like, I kind of save the social stuff for the end. Like, well, that number is great, but here's all the other things I offer. This is what I usually charge. If you could come up to this amount, then as part of our agreement, I will tweet blah 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 you know, that's whatever great. it is so in order to even get to that point you have to start and you have to be consistent yeah this is not um this is again a serious job this is to me it's it's a profession a lot of people are, are making an income from it it doesn't happen out of nowhere it takes a lot of hard work and as you know because you've been doing it for a year and a half it takes a lot of time working yeah. at night after your kids go to bed or a lot of people will wake up at you know four thirty-five in the morning before they go to work and you might spend a long time writing without making anything at all. Yep. I want to say it probably took a year or two for me to make even a little bit, like yep. to get to the eight dollar a pimple post. You know, <laughs> that took a while, guys. That's gonna that's gonna be my thing, the oh, pimple post. I love it. It's gonna make the headline instead of our clickbait <laughs> one. But uh, yeah, I mean, it you have to commit to it. That's and cool. You have to just really excel at it. Well, you know, um, some people just might not think. Well, why would somebody care what I have to say? Oh my gosh, I hear that all the time. Why, why, so what do you say to that? I say, why wouldn't someone care? Like, do you have friends? Do you go out with your friends? Do you guys kick back and talk about, you know, whatever it is, you know, your parenting blogger, like, why won't my kid be potty trained? Or why are they throwing a tantrum? Or if you're a money blogger, it's like, well, we're really trying so hard to to get out of debt and I'm really passionate about this now. Or if you're a fitness blogger, it's like, oh, here comes the first of the year. What better time to start a fitness journey where it's like, this is your 2018 goal journey where you're gonna blog and you're gonna mm-hmm. write about it as time goes on. Each and every one of us has a unique story and we each have a unique ability to tell that story. And I don't think that you have to be, um, you know, have be fancy or have this like amazing life or where you're like have your private jet like I don't think you have to have all of that to make a difference for somebody and we all have something that we can teach someone else but the only way you're going to stick with the writing blogging thing is if you actually enjoy it right like I wouldn't be like oh I'm going to pick being a money blogger because those are all the big banks and they pay a lot for posts or whatever absolutely you know you have to really like it in order to wake and it takes Wake some time your butt up too. At five in the morning, you have to really want to do it. Yeah, so. it takes a time commitment, like daily. But yeah, then it also daily. takes uh, years to to get where you are today. So if people skip to the first 20, 30 minutes of this interview, Cat's not making a hundred thousand dollars because she started today. No, it took some time and dedication, like yeah. any job, yeah. like any job. I don't think if you started a job right out of college, I don't no, think you're making. No. A, oh well, depending well, on what's going on, I guess. Depending on. Maybe, <laughs> okay, we bad example. Talk about <laughs> Forget those people. Bankers who are twenty three. <laughs> Forget them. <laughs> so, um, so if people are, so, so we talked about the hesitation of getting into it, but a lot of it is, is like you said, some of these confidence, it's, confidence, it's, it's confidence and some of these yeah. people are, uh, some of these companies you're talking about, talking about needing a platform yeah. in order to, you know, command those rates or, or even just be interested in. So, mm-hmm. what would you advise people on on starting to build their platform? What does that even mean, your platform? Well, building a platform to me is having your website and putting something on it consistently and also being an active participant in social media consistently mm-hmm. all the time. And there are so many, I mean, there's just unlimited amounts of things that you could read on how to grow each platform. Some people choose to like, I mean, some people have entire businesses where they're only on Instagram. Hmm. They don't yeah. even have blogs. They're not right. even 
They don't have to pay for hosting every month. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. You just sort of have to find what works for you. But I mean, one of my big goals and the people I talk to the most are other moms. And the number one pushback, the, the number one thing I get is like this lack of confidence. And I'm just like, what's what are you so afraid of? Sure. You have to have a lot of, of grit and the confidence will come. But it's just this kind of idea of doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like me, I don't know if I want to go to the Caribbean and leave this. I, mean, I just spent six years in school learning Civil War history so I could work in museums. But I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to work hard and do it anyway. And I don't know if anyone's going to read my blog. But I'm just going to do it anyway. I don't know if this person's going to hire me. But I'm just going to send an email anyway. I mean, early in my career, I um, my blogging career, this other career that I made up for myself, <laughs> I kept track of how many people I pitched one month. And I think I pitched like once a day. It's like 30 pitches. It was like 27 people ignored me, two said no, and one said yes. There and I go. said, hey, that's a great month. I just got a new client. Yep. So and that's even, I don't even know what it was. Even if it was 20 bucks a post, you know, that could add $100 a month. And then it adds up over time. So... A little bit of resilience, I think, for any entrepreneur. This is an entrepreneur journey you'd be starting. It's just yeah, if you're looking to just throw one email out there and see bit. if yeah. you're not going to get the thing and then be done, done with it, this isn't for you. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of hardworking people in our yeah in our community that are okay with rejection. That yes, that I mean, I, I think this is a really common thing. Whenever we go to our conferences or I talk to other people mm-hmm. on the phone or do interviews like this, like every person I meet has had to have a lot of grit. Yeah. Let's say I don't like writing. What else can I do to make money online? Oh, gosh. I mean, I just hired someone for $1,500 a month to manage my social media. She's killing it. There She's you go. a single mom. I mean, that's a lot. Do you find that you work with a lot of uh, parents I in do. your business? I find I, I like um, sort of helping other people out. And again, that's not a business expense I would have ever made in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But... She's seven years into her business, too. So yeah. now she's commanding that rate, and she knows how to do it. And I find that I like writing, but I'm not posting as much as on social. So you see other people like really growing a lot on social. I'm like, well, I'm going to outsource that so I can do what I'm good at. She can do what she's good at. I mean, there are... Um, there are women who have entire jobs where all they do is Pinterest. Mm-hmm. They design the images for other bloggers. They optimize it. They join all their group boards. I mean, on and on and on. And these people are making a full-time income doing this. Yeah, they're doing great. I mean, I just interviewed um, for an article I wrote for Quicken Loans, seven different stay-at-home moms. There's a lot of women and moms I could have interviewed, but mm-hmm. I specifically chose stay-at-home moms. And one of them, um, she's a photographer. Yep. She's also married to um, a, a doctor who's in residency. So again, not making a full-time physician income. She makes way more than he does. She, this is her busy season right before Christmas card. She does awesome. She has two kids. Um, and one of them has her own like Amazon store where she um, like private labels different products that she brings in from China and she changes one thing or puts her logo on it and she sells them on Amazon. She makes like $3,000 a month and she stays home, stays home with her two kids. Again, it doesn't have to be $100,000 a year. Just whatever it would be for you, your, your daycare, you know, supplementing that or maybe your spouse does really well and you just but you don't have any money for disney world or something like he makes or she makes enough to get you guys through the year with your bills but you know you want to do something a little fun like it's really nice as a stay-at-home parent to feel like you're contributing absolutely you know or like hey we're taking this trip to the beach because of me because of my hard work i did something Yeah. yeah well definitely um uh, include that article in the show notes Thanks, for yeah. the show. I'd love yeah, for people yeah. to read that and get inspired too yeah, with your writing. There's a lot of different examples. Like I'm not the only person that can do yeah. this. It's not just about writing. I'm right? just looking for all those excuses that people might have in their brain right now being like, well, I don't like writing. 
Well, I, <laughs> we, we, I try to eliminate all excuses yeah. for the show. I'm a big no excuses person too. Just ask my husband and my kids. There you so. go. <laughs> so was there, um, as you were starting this entrepreneurial journey or even lately, uh, was there any book that inspired you to, to keep moving to, you know, to, you know, to crush your entrepreneurial goals, things like that? Gosh, I, um, that's a great question. You know, for me, it wasn't necessarily a book, but I have worked with, um, coaches, mm-hmm. um, spent a, a lot of money on coaches. Okay. And sometimes for me, it's like, again, I kind of can work in a bubble sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's good. Last year, um, I worked with Farnoosh Turabi. I hired okay. her as a coach for six months. Cool. And um, she encouraged me to do a whole website rebrand, mm-hmm. um, change the name of the blog, change the look, made it more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, more serious more professional professional professional. logo more professional um and again like working with her just kind of took me to another level like that's when i got interviewed on good morning america that's when i started getting these brand partnerships um she introduced me to people to help me write a book proposal like because of her i was able to finally get like a literary agent for a book idea i've had for a long time so i always like learning from people who are like five years ahead of me yeah, or just doing like better than me. Like I don't look at those people and feel like jealous. I look at them and I'm like, she's awesome. Yeah. She's got two kids. I have a lot to learn from that person. Yeah. yeah like right. I am not like exactly like that person. Like she might be better at video or whatever it is, or might be a little bit more outgoing in a business meeting or slightly more aggressive than I am, you know, with my Louisiana like upbringing or something. But you need to own that. Yeah. <laughs> it should be part of your brand. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> need to work on bringing my accent back there after you go. a right. decade away, right? So, um, but yeah, I work with a lot of coaches. I mean, I have a lot of books with my Amazon card for next year. Oh, okay. I need to work on that. Well, when you have two twins that are yeah. three, there's probably not a lot of reading I just time. Listen to for the Kat, Miracle right? Morning. Um, that was an interesting one, but because I'm a night owl, I do all my oh, work at night. Okay. So you I'm and my like, wife would get along. Oh gosh. <laughs> Actually, you do get along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We're buds. Um, yeah, it's, I, I just trying to find different ways. I struggle with productivity a little bit. Yeah. I find that when I'm by myself, I can kind of go down a YouTube hole or get distracted or the emails. That's mm. why I like work working on like Sunday afternoons because yep. there's no emails. Once you get and you're blogging for a long time, you can get 100 emails Ugh. a day from people. It's a lot. Absolutely. Um, and box zero is never happens. Oh, God, I never have inbox <laughs> it's a zero. Like that's not, no, I just... So everybody has something they're working on. Like I have a really good work ethic, but at the yep. same time, I can get distracted sort of easily. Yeah. So I'm kind of on a productivity kick lately. Cool, very cool. Yeah. Well, so what's next for you? What's your, what's your what's your 2018 2019 uh, look like? Well, that's the scary goals? thing, right? Is that a lot of? I mean, I have uh, writing clients that I've had for a long time and things like that. So like I know that I'm going to. I know I have income coming in in January, but a lot of the large chunks of income from this year were these brand partnerships that Mm -hmm. were like two months or six months. And so I'm constantly hustling and Mm -hmm. trying to, I mean, it can never just sit back and get comfortable. It's always going to take me reaching out to people, me meeting people, me just pitching, blind pitching, calling, Mm -hmm. doing this um, in order to find that kind of work. Um, So yeah, I hope to do more brand work, but I'd also like to get a book deal. (laughs) Yeah. What's the book about? So it's pretty much what we're talking about today. It's a book that will help moms start businesses, six-figure businesses from scratch. Excellent. Um, Not MLM stuff, Mm -hmm. not things like that. Nothing against it. Some people do really well with that. 
But I like the idea of creating something unique and all your own that you control fully. And um, it's kind of like the instruction book I wish I would have had during those kind of darker days after I had my twins. Um, so... Well, that's cool. Well, if we're, like we're currently up to nine no's from publishers. Nine no's. Yeah. So talk, speaking of grit and resilience, there you, you know, go. we're working our way up here. So, well, if, 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 and when, when this book comes out, I'll say this. Thank you. We'll when see. this book comes out, people are going to want to know about it because of, you know, your inspirational story. I bet you if they went to your website and maybe joined your email list, they, they could be, they could be aware of that. So everybody, I'm going to put, um, Kat's information in the show notes and we'd love for you guys to connect with her and stay close to her journey because I can't wait to read this book when it comes out. Thanks, Andy. I'm going to go to Barnes & Noble and buy it off the shelf. Oh, I'll sign <laughs> it for stores, you. Are bookstores still going to be around I in hope, 2019, 2018? God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's keeping me going. I hope so. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, where can people learn more about you and connect with you? Sure. Well, you can go to my website, katherinealford.com, and... Uh, it basically has every link to every social site I have from there. Do a lot of Instagram stories. You can see my crazy life with the kids and how I sort of balance it all. So we do a lot of Instagram stories. Excellent. Cool. And if uh, Catherine with a C, everybody. Catherine with a C, Alford with an A. Excellent. Cool. And uh, it's Googleable. She's very Googleable, everybody. <laughs> so if you don't remember it right, just Google it. But yes, thank you so much for joining Thanks us. And for congratulations on this you, huge Andy. win for you and your family thank because you. it's such a big deal. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I love how you said, this is what I wanted to do when yes. I was in college. Yeah. And now you're doing it. So that's got to that's gotta feel so great. I'm so happy it for does. you. It does. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. Not only is Cat uh, a good friend of mine, but her drive and determination is uh, infectious, I'll say. I love when she said in so many words, if I see a lifestyle someone has that's appealing to me, I don't just say... Well, that's great for them. I think, why not me too? I can do this too. That was awesome. (laughs) Cat's anything is possible attitude has set the Alford clan on a path of not only financial success, but family success, in my opinion. One other piece of wisdom that Kat dropped on us was the importance of networking and learning from people who are where you want to be in five years. You'd be surprised how kind, open, and honest people are if you just ask. But you got to be genuine, though. Make sure you are really passionate, committed, and ready to implement the advice. And when you're implementing that advice and pushing towards your impossible goal, channel your inner Cat Alford and say, why not me too? Now it's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. Jason from Raleigh, North Carolina called in to share the perfect marital finance tradition that I think all couples should start doing. Take it away, Jason. Hey, Andy. This is Jason from thewealthhound.com in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm here with my dog, Randy, and today we're prepping for the first annual financial state of our union. My wife and I regularly talk about money, but this year we really wanted to take a deep dive into all our accounts, talk about what happened this year, and then plan for the future based on that. The financial state of our union is a fun way for us to talk about it, and we're just going to keep it casual. We're going to go through everything uh, from our emergency funds, insurance, checking accounts, retirement savings, net worth, uh, even our credit scores. And then most importantly, we're going to set goals for the coming year and then look back and reevaluate our long-term goals. When it comes to money, it's so important to be on the same page with your spouse. I think in 
annual review is a good way to lay it all out there and then set the train in motion. As you know, marriage is all about being a team and then compromise. It's important to make sure each of your values are reflected in the budget as well as your goals. The financial state of our union is going to bring that all out on the table. If you're single, an annual review is just as important. It's important to be honest with yourself and then to be intentional with your goal setting. For us, this year we're expecting the fourth member of the Wealthhound family. So our short-term goals are all related to preparing for a baby. It's something new for us. In the medium to long term, we're going to be setting goals to posture for a home purchase potentially this year. And then uh, long-term, really looking at retirement, make sure we're set up uh, to retire when we want to. That's all for today, Andy. I appreciate you having me on. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. A new arrival on the way. That's awesome, man. Congratulations, Jason. Fatherhood is the best, man. I love being a dad. This state of our union sounds like a fun way to plan out the year. Absolutely. I can definitely see Nicole and I doing this too. It would be a lot of fun to add a little weekend getaway trip to this tradition for um for nicole and i i can see us staying at a nice hotel in florida getting some sun having some delicious food that we don't have to make and of course talking about our financial goals for the year so thanks for the inspiration jason i'm i'm pumped about uh talking to nicole about this as jason mentioned you can learn more about their inspiring family traditions at thewealthhound.com jason congratulations for being our money master of the week do you have a recent financial victory that you want to share on this show or a cool tradition like Jason? Please email me at Andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail like Jason did at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. You'll find all of the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 67. This week, I am sending out the Young Family Wealth Playbook, everybody. So if you do want this free resource, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com and go to join our MKM community at the top of the homepage. You will receive this free resource that is essentially an encapsulation of all 50 plus interviews that I've done on the show over the past year with all these super duper smart self-made millionaires, personal finance gurus and inspiring entrepreneurs like Kat Alford. So go check it out. And I hope you guys all enjoy it in the spirit of growth and inspiration. I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Francis of Assisi. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. And suddenly you're doing the impossible. Your family will thank you for it, my friends. Carpe diem. 